And welcome back to the Made For More podcast, where we believe that you are made for more than what the world says. You are made for who Christ has called you to become. This is your host, Jonathan Tackett, with his wife across the table, Kirsten (laughs) Tackett. Yeah, let's go. It has been a wild week, a lot of fun with work, with life, with beautiful weather in Arkansas. And how have things been from your perspective? Same, honestly. You said beautiful weather, and I was thinking, I just have Friday stuck in my head, and so I was thinking that mm, wasn't beautiful weather at all. 100%. <laughs> but we're all safe, which Praise is the Lord. an amazing thing. So, yes. And prayers for Little Arkansas mm-hmm. that got hit pretty bad with the tornado. I was going to so, say, yeah. There's definitely a lot of damage there that they're working on, and it's just heartbreaking to see, honestly. Mm-hmm. You just see the seriousness of the effect of the storm that it yeah. had there. Although I grew up in quote unquote tornado alley, I have never really seen like treacherous just aftermath of a tornado. I've seen like that big Joplin tornado. Yeah. I've seen pictures of it, but I've never like seen it in where I was around. And so that was pretty crazy to see that close to home. True. So, Honestly, little confession. When I was little, I remember we had one storm one time where we were on tornado watch that I remember distinctly. And my mom had us all sleep down in the living room. And as a kid, that was so exciting because you got to leave your bedroom, all camp out together. And it was like, finally, I get to be in the same room as all my siblings. I'm the annoying little sister that wants to always <laughs> share a room and they don't want me in their room. So that was exciting for me. And I was kind of low-key bummed a tornado didn't come through before oh Texas. And now, I mean, that's as a five-year-old because it just sounded exciting. You know, it's like, we get to go mm-hmm. sit in the closet. That'll be so fun, which sounds really pathetic now <laughs> but looking back and then off after friday like of Harry being Potter, in a storm man. shelter for over two hours i was like yeah i'm very thankful the lord just had his hand on me my whole life and mm-hmm. i haven't had to sit through those things and so like you said my heart just goes out to those that didn't have that same result and didn't have that same outcome but yeah. yes prayers for sure because it's gonna be a long long road that they have to walk through Mm-hmm. So, just kind of shift gears really quick. Last week on the podcast, I mentioned having some wild things just happening in our life. And truly, like, Satan's at, at us, and I'm grateful for that because that means I'm doing something right. And this week, I got a diss that I'll take as a compliment, reassuring the fact that I am doing things right, and I'm grateful for that. So, if you don't know, I work for a ministry here called K-Life, which is a discipleship ministry in hot springs and it's phenomenal the kind of work we get to do just true biblical discipleship in the youth because the statistic is that out of every 10 bible christian professing believers leaving high school going into college those 10 fizzle out to where when 10 go in only two come out of college still professing them in christ and that's a sad statistic and to further that statistic, the two that leave college still professing Jesus were discipled through their middle and high school years. So K-Life's mission is we set in right there in those middle and high school years and disciple them. So whenever 10 go into college, 10, 20 come out because they're doing discipleship as well. But now with that, I came in and I replaced the guy who worked here prior. And dude was awesome. A whole lot of fun. He was a party and the students loved him because of that. Like, he was a whole lot of fun. I'm not saying I'm not fun because I am, but a student came up to me this week and he goes, Jonathan, I don't mean this in a bad way, but the guy before he was a whole lot of fun. And I kind of missed that because you come in and you take the gospel a little bit too serious. And you, you're always just too serious when you're talking about Jesus at K-Life. 
let that set in. He told me he didn't like, he, he liked me, but the other guy was better because he was more fun. And he was telling me that he didn't like me as much because I wasn't as fun because I took the gospel too serious. Now, again, that is kind of a diss and that's fine. I don't, doesn't affect me because that's not going to change what I'm doing here in hot springs. And I will take that as a compliment on top of everything else that's been coming our way trying to stop what we're doing here in the youth with K-Life through ACA through this podcast through just how I live my life Satan's been trying to hit me and hit me and I'll be honest it can kind of like it can sting for a quick sec but then reality sets in of like wait a minute I'm not mad about it like I'm not worried about it it's more of a compliment it's more of a compliment like yo thank you yeah keep coming at me because obviously I'm doing something that is glorifying to Christ and the world does not like that and it hurts our flesh a little bit because the word and the world are opposites and so whenever you're living in the world and being indulged in worldly things and finding pleasure in that whenever the word comes at you it's going to sting and it's going to hurt but iron sharpens iron so is one man sharpen another so I come in with this truth that is calling them out and calling them up to live more like Christ when we don't want to hear that because we really find sin being fun and like we said last week we are finding amusement in the things that Christ died for hey I'm victim too I sin too and I think sin is fun but if you feed your flesh you cannot be feeding your spirit so one's being fed and one is dying so be careful because you can in the end time stand with the world and be judged by God or you can stand with God and be judged by the world and I would rather be standing next to God being judged for the way I live my life and taking the gospel too serious. You know, you said something too where you said sin is fun and it made me think back to a quote that our pastor had a couple weeks ago and I'm paraphrasing and I really should have screenshotted it but I didn't so I'll need to go back and Google it. But C.S. Lewis said it and ultimately the point of his quote was we are too easily satisfied by sin. Mm -hmm. Sin, we do think of as fun, but as humans, we settle for sin. And I never heard it phrased that way before, where I realized we are settling. When we sin, we're settling for something less than the best. And with that, I mean, you just think of the the verse in Matthew, I think it's seven thirteen, where it talks about narrow is the gate to heaven, but wide is the path of destruction. And it's true. I mean, there's a lot of fun on the way to destruction, mm-hmm. but there's going to be some seriousness, excuse me, that is revolving around your relationship with Christ, because all serious relationships should be serious. They're not not fun. I have a serious relationship with you as your wife. But yet we have a lot of fun. There's the balance. But if all I do is view our marriage as something just fun, I'm not going to take that commitment serious that you come first in how I honor you, how I respect you, and how I follow your lead. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, you need fun. But if that's the only thing you have and you don't have that seriousness of a relationship, then you're missing out on the point of the relationship. Exactly. Because, see, as far as the seriousness goes, and this is why I take it so serious. And listen up, because I'm about to share with you the heart of Made For More. All right, so buckle up and open your ears. The heart of Made For More is right here. Okay, Kirsten, what are some characteristics of Jesus? Who is Jesus? Characteristics, go. Love. Love. Faithfulness. Faithfulness. um, Trustworthy. Trustworthiness. Just. Just. Glory. (laughs) Glory, you know, comfort. Powerful. Provider. Yes, okay, these things. So... This is why I take it so serious. 
is because these characteristics of Jesus, we all search for in a false Jesus. Man, we go, because Jesus is love, and we have the desire for Christ in our heart, like Ecclesiastes 3.11 makes it very clear. We, we have the need, need for something eternal, which is Jesus Christ. But we try to find those characteristics of Jesus Christ in other things. So hear this. In Take, examine your life and see see where you're trying to find the false Jesus. So Jesus is love, right? So we'll try to find that love that Jesus can give us, but we find it in that false Jesus is through a, a dating relationship. And that's why we serial date so often because we're trying to find that love. And I take the gospel so serious because that's always going to leave you high and dry like last night's laundry. It's never going to fulfill you. And so I'm serious about the gospel because I'm tired of you getting disappointed by trying to find this love that only God can bring, but you find the false Jesus love through relationship. Okay, what else is he? He's comfort. Okay, so we try to make all this money and buy a nice house with everything and a nice car and all these things to make us feel comfortable. And I take the gospel so serious because I'm tired of people trying to find their fulfillment in that when in reality, the comfort that they're really needing to be fulfilled by is only found in Jesus Christ. What else is he? Okay, he's, he's power. So we get these power trips trying to find this high status is most Instagram followers, the most likes, and then we get depressed and anxious because my, my photo's not getting enough likes or enough views or enough shares, yeah. or I'm not popular enough at school because I'm getting made fun of or whatever. We try to we try to manipulate our way into the cool click to be having that sense of power when again, only that's only found in Christ Jesus. And that's the Jesus we need to be searching for. And there's so many other characteristics of God. Faithfulness. Okay, you find it in good friends instead of actually in Jesus Christ. Okay, what else is Jesus? And then these characteristics are what you're searching for, but in the world, and those things are going to die when they die. Those things are going to fade and burn in hell. So yes, I do take the gospel serious, and it's because I want you to find true fulfillment in the word. Not in the world, because those things of the world, trying to find that false sense of Jesus is never going to fulfill you and never going to satisfy you. And it breaks my heart whenever you go around that revolving door of, it didn't work, I'll try it again, it didn't work, I'll try it again. New relationship, new job, new status, new mission, new whatever. It breaks my heart to see people doing that when the answer is not the revolving door. The answer is getting on your knees and surrendering to Christ. And if you learn that, then I won't be so, I won't be having to be so aggressive about it because I won't need to preach it, but we're not going to. And so, yes, I take it serious because I get sick and tired of seeing people sick and tired when in reality, the mm-hmm. answer is Jesus Christ. I like that you said that, the revolving door example, because that just speaks to me so deeply of going, my real relationship with the Lord didn't start at five when I prayed and asked him into my heart. That's when that journey started. But my actual personal relationship with the Lord, where I felt fulfillment through him, mm-hmm. began when I stopped turning to the duplicates and the replications of him in the world and honestly that's sin it's close enough to the truth or capital t the truth (laughs) that Mm -hmm. we do it over and over and over again because just for a split second it gives us that sense of fulfillment but then we're left empty and so we have to do it again and this time a little bit more a little bit deeper a little bit farther than we would have gone before or have done in the beginning. And that's that cycle of sin. And now you're in this position where you're stuck in it. You're addicted to it. You don't know how to get back to where you first started because you've constantly had to do it over and over and over again. And that's the ploy of sin. I always use the example that the Lord gave me a couple years ago 
where a lie has to look like the truth. And so I always see it as an SAT question because mm. when studying for it as a 24 year old going back to school, I read up a lot about how to take the SAT. And one guide I found said that there's going to be two questions out of the four right away that you're going to be able to just pick out as those aren't even close to the truth. Okay, easy. So now you're left with a 50-50 chance. You're, you're stuck with the truth. And now you're stuck with that answer that's almost like the truth. And that's the design of the SAT because they want a, an answer or they want an option in there that's close enough to the truth that it has you stop and rethink that gut instinct of going, this is the truth. I know it's the truth. But then you start pondering over but wait this is close enough to the truth maybe i'm overthinking it maybe this is the truth and that's life that's what we do with sin there's the, mm -hmm. there's the truth there's the lord and then there's something that satan poses to us as almost truth and then that has a stop and question wait a second is this really that bad it's yeah. it's a lot like jesus and i'm not really compromising what he says in the word so why not do it and then mm -hmm. then we're stuck in this well that was fun that fed my flesh and now where am I? I'm stuck in this cycle of sin. Exactly. And to take it a step further as to why I take it so serious. I heard this said, and it was, I think I've already shared it. I'm not sure. But you must really have to hate somebody if you know the answer to eternal life and not share it with them. Mm -hmm. So number one, like as a Christian believer, little Christ, how often are you proclaiming and sharing the gospel to those who are just walking the street, for those who are serving you at your local Waffle House or Cracker Barrel? How often are you doing that? Because this is where I get just kind of off on a rant that might not be too Christ-like, but I grew up in Amarillo, Texas, and I love it there. Now, I'm going to share two parts of the story. Part number one is there was a guy who... Uh, his dad was a pastor of a church and uh, to, to God be the glory. He is living in a phenomenal life right now. And that's to God be the glory. But back in high school, he lived a life proclaiming himself to be a Christian that was not too Christ honoring. And so it didn't reflect Jesus as much as he spoke about Jesus. And so I'm I take the gospel serious because, hey, if you are proclaiming the name of Jesus, you better be acting like that in all your free time and all your Instagram posts and in, in the parties. You better be reflecting Jesus because if you're not, those people who aren't Christians, the reality is they're going to read a Christian before they read the Bible. So if you proclaim yourself to be a Christian, but you're not acting like it. And those non-believers, what are they seeing? They're seeing a false gospel. And so now they're going to get caught up thinking, well, if that person's a Christian, he's doing that. Then it's okay to be doing that as a believer whenever it's not. So I get passionate about that. And then I get passionate about this. I had friends that were not believers, really good friends, actually. And they taught me more about Jesus and the way Jesus loved than the, than the Christians did, than the believers did. Because they were the most giving, the most selfless, the... Like when if you said you needed something, they dropped everything and they went and they helped you because they understood what it meant to love somebody because mm -hmm. the reality is they didn't have that. They didn't have a dad, most likely, <clears throat> maybe not even a mom around, and they're most likely raised by their grandmother. <clears throat> and so they knew what it meant to love and to care for others. And so they showed me that, man, the times they showed up for me, whenever my Christian friends didn't. There was a, this time that's very, just, it comes to my mind. I just moved back to Amarillo and I was needing help to move into an apartment. And I had some people from my church because I was kind of like, I, I was trying to stay really close to Jesus because I was, I was teeter-tottering. And so I needed to put myself around a lot of Christian community. And so I 
asked a lot of my Christians to help me move in my apartment. Like, yeah, we'll help you. Yeah, we got your back, bro. No doubt. We'll pull up. And then the day of moving apartment showed up and all of my Christian friends bounced out. They had, oh, I'm sorry. I can't do this. Oh, I had this. No, it just one friend. It was like five guys that I had asked to help me move. And the day of moving, they no, nowhere to be found. So I was kind of stressed, low key. So I went to a restaurant and ate some food. And I saw a friend of mine from high school. We hadn't talked much, but me and him were super close. And he does not follow Jesus. And he goes, yo, what's up, Tack? And I was telling him what's happening. And he goes, hey, bro, at five o'clock, be at apartment, I'll be there. Five o'clock pulls up and my friend Ashton and a whole squad of dudes pulled up. Guys, two that I didn't know and then other friends I hadn't seen in years, had not seen in years, non-believers. They pull up, they help me move, they took, they pack my stuff up there, carry my stuff out my apartment building and that's exactly what it looks like to walk out the gospel is to love those and be, 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 a, be, a, be a servant, be one who helps, be one who leads. And so I take the gospel serious because are we doing that? Because if we're proclaiming the name of Christ, but yet we're selfish and we're not going to go help somebody else, what's that say about Jesus? If, if we're proclaiming the name of Christ, but then we're going out and partying or drinking or acting a fool or being prideful and arrogant and trying to put your, all the eyes on you, then how does that reflect Jesus? And so, yes, I take the gospel serious because the non-believers are reading you first. And so if you are just being an exact replicate of Jesus, you are Jesus with flesh on, then that's how God's going to be glorified and you're going to populate heavy, heaven. But if you're not loving others well, are you being rude? Are you tearing others down? Are you talking behind their back? And the reality is, because we live in a culture nowadays, especially in Arkansas, that, oh, well, we're in the Bible Belt. Like, we're all, yeah, I love Jesus. I go to church. But then you, but then you don't reflect that lifestyle. Because you're that, well, my mom and dad are Christians, so I'm a Christian. Well, you can't ride into heaven on your parents' coattails. Mm. Yeah. Your relationship with Christ has to be your relationship with Christ. You're not saved because your parents are saved. And you're not saved because you because you live in the Bible Belt. True surrender to the king is salvation. There's no other way in. There's no other way around it. And so, yes, I take it serious because it it is so serious that Jesus went to the cross for it. He could have gave a drop of blood, but instead he poured it all out for us. And then Pastor Corey says one time, and it just it is so sobering. I want you to think this, hear about, hear this, and think about this. If you were the only person here on earth, Jesus still would have came and died for you so you can be in relationship with him and the Father. Now, if you were the only person here on this earth, you would have had to been the one nailing his hands and feet to the cross. And Jesus would have looked down and said, Father, forgive Jonathan Tackett. For he does not know what he has done. Mm. And that's why I take it serious because it's not something to take lighthearted and funny. And it's not something that's an addition to your life. Francis Chen once said it best when he said, make Christ the addiction in your life, not the addition to your life. And that mm. really, that stands out because is Jesus just a part of our life or is he the center of our center of our life? Mm. And you read it. We, we read this verse in church day and it was honestly, I was kind of thankful that we didn't have our podcast out this morning because I feel like the sermon we listened to went along with what we're talking about and what the Lord put on our heart to talk about today. And so I'm grateful for that. But I see even I had an old note written here in this chapter, but in John 12, 42 through 43, I'm just going to read the, the word for word here. Yet at that same time, many, even among the leaders, believed in him. 
But because of the Pharisees, people who studied scripture, people who could quote the prophecies, tell you everything there was to know about the, the coming Savior, the coming Messiah, because of the Pharisees, they would not confess their faith for fear they would be put out of the synagogue. Mm. For they loved praise from men more than praise from God. Boom. And that was convicting because how many times in my life, in my past, in my present, and even sometimes when I think to the future, how many times do my actions reflect what others think of me instead of what Christ thinks of me? Like how many times do I not speak boldly because I'm afraid, oh, they're just going to think I'm, I'm a goody goody because I've been called that before. So I don't want to be called that again. They're going to think I'm odd because I'm this. They're going to think I'm too uptight because I don't party. They're going to think this or that, whatever it might be. In high school, I had that, not conviction, but I had those fears. I was afraid that what are people going to think about me? You know, and so you do what you do to fit in. And I see that even now with the sophomore girls that I get to be a part of their lives in small group. I see the struggle they face with that every single day because it's hard when you feel very outnumbered. It's hard when you go to a school that if you don't go drinking on the weekends, you're weird or you're just a goody two-shoe Christian that can't have fun. Mm -hmm. And so it says here, for fear that be put out of synagogue. How many, how many times are we too concerned that we're going to come off as too serious and be put out of our friend group, be put out of our age group, be put out of school, track, sports, whatever is track for me, but sports, whatever it might be. When, when and how many times do we let that predict how we act and how we proclaim the gospel of Christ every single day? Mm -hmm. That's so good. Let Christ be an addiction, not in addition hmm. that's so good and that is so relevant and that's <clears throat> at the same point it's just like it's so tempting to to let him be in addition because the things this world you know it's it's pleasing and it feels like it's so important but we're being so nearsighted only seeing the now we've got to flip our perspective and have a heavenly perspective have a heavenly mindset knowing this life we're living on right now is but a vapor and it's going to be gone and then we're going to be in eternity with Christ forever and ever and ever. So if you're living for the now, you're going to die with the now. Hmm. But if you're living for eternity, then you're going to have joy of life in eternity. And again, back to the serious point is Jesus took it so serious. He went into the temple with the whip and drove out those who were not, who were using the temple for, a, for worldliness. And that, that was the week before he died. That was, between Palm Sunday and then resur and then the crucifixion. Crucifixion, cru crucifixion Friday, like that was the week when he he got so serious about the works. He knew he was about to leave, and he was trying to wake people up. Guys, we've become comfortable Christians with okay, I'm saved, I'm good, and I'm gonna keep living how I want to live. Stop being a comfortable Christian and wake up. And I'm, this is a charge to myself. Yeah. Wake up and share the gospel, man. Wake up. Stop being comfortable. Stop being content. There are people out there who are dying, and if you call yourself a Christian, God, I pray that you just give these listeners your heart for your people. That in our workplace, we see those who are hurting, and we love them enough to give them the key to hope. Hmm. I was with one of my students at Waffle House, and I'm just so grateful for this opportunity that this happened. There was a girl there who had harmed herself on multiple levels, just there's cuts all over her arms and legs, and it was heartbreaking. As I'm sitting there with my eighth grade student, I'm I'm heartbroken as I'm looking at this girl, and I just couldn't get her out of my mind. 
And then she ended up leaving and I said, hold on, I got to go. And I ran out of Waffle House to chase her down because I had nobody who she was, but she was obviously hurting and hopeless. And so I ran out there to share hope with her. Now I'm not telling this story to Tootman Horn. I'm kind of mad at myself that I didn't do it sooner. I had to get the get up the courage to do it. I should have been right there. I saw her. Why was I not confident and had enough courage to share it to her right there and then in the Waffle House? I don't know. I was nervous. I'm glad that I ran out there after her to tell her. But guys, let that encourage you. It's never too late to mm -hmm. share the gospel with somebody. Man, we've, already been, we've been working together for the past two years. I don't care. It's not too late. Mm -hmm. Or, well, she loved, she, they, they walked out of Walmart. I yeah, Go run after them and tell them about who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. Because sure. you never know what's going to happen to them. Yeah. The gospel is serious and should be taken as such. It is to be shared. It is not just for you. It is for all of us. It is for everyone always. Man, but they're just such sinners. I don't want them in heaven. or They're never going to get to heaven. Mm -hmm. it, God does not stand in the sinner. And, well, these five people go to heaven. These six go to hell. These three go to heaven. These five go to hell. We are all in hell. In the beginning, we are born into sin. So we're born and destined for hell. But Christ being so full of grace and mercy, stands in heaven, pull, putting out his arm, saying, hey, if you want me, I want you. Just step into me, step in, into faith and proclaim me as Lord, and then I will pull you up out of the death that you're in, mm -hmm. and I will breathe life into you, because we are born dead. We are born without Christ. Yeah. And so, hear that. We're all sinners, Everyone. Doesn't matter how much you you've sinned or how much they've sinned, you're all destined for the same place without Christ. Mm -hmm. And it is serious. It's the gospel and Jesus and His gift of eternal life isn't just transforming; it's life changing. It's mm -hmm. life changing. And so, if you don't view it as such, then you're viewing Jesus in a way you should not be viewed. And so, just in, in closing, I liked what you said, where you said life is but a vapor. And so when you think about that, how is your vapor here going to affect your future flame? Mm. Because the way you spend it or the way you waste it affects not just now, it affects your eternity. Not just the next 70 years, your eternity. Yeah. And so it's okay to sit in the seriousness of that. Uh -huh. So I don't know. This does have a serious tone because the gospel serious baby <laughs> but it should you know we don't take the gospel serious enough i think that's where we fail we don't take it serious enough and so don't just talk about it be about it if you're calling yourself a christian you better walk like it talk absolutely. like it and proclaim christ like it absolutely so with that being said let christ be an addiction not an addition and don't just talk about it be about it see you next week come on <laughs>